following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. gentlemen welcome back happy friday if you hear this gary's about to go to myrtle beach yeah i'm probably sleeping right now because i gotta drive at midnight we release this on friday and i gotta work and go to bed so i can drive to the beach yeah um so if you also heard that that means that i am by myself next week i'll think of something entertaining to talk to you wonderful people about um but welcome back to fantasy beasts and where to find them the fantasy football podcast Today, as teased on uh, Wednesday, we're going to discuss our personal draft strategies, how we go through a standard format redraft league. Uh, But first, we're going to jump into a little bit of NFL news. Not a whole bunch happens, I've noticed, between uh, Monday, Tuesday, and uh, Wednesday, Thursday, usually in the league. However, uh, the Rams offensive tackle Andrew Whitworth is expecting that after the 2021-22 season, he will retire from active competition. He is one of the oldest players in the league at 38 Mm -hmm. currently. Uh, Sticking with the big uglies, Ryan Ramchick, offensive tackle of the New Orleans Saints, signs a five-year $90 million extension. That that man got paid. The Seattle Seahawks wave Florida State University wide receiver to Morion Terry. Anybody who listened to us during the draft knew Gary and I were rather high on him. I was going to come out here and say I was very upset by that, very bummed out for him, until I saw Tamora Terry was indicted of a 2018 murder in which it was rumored to be gang-related and multiple people shot into a crowd. Um, hopefully we can see some clarity on that, and hopefully it's not what it looks like, but not looking great for Tamora Terry. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. Um, no extension imminent. For wide or for tight end Mike Gesecki down in Miami, the Washington Football Team hit with a ten million dollar fine for uh, detrimental team conduct today. We won't really go too far into that, although a lot of people are very offended, think it should have been much more than that. Uh, and collegiate players can finally get paid for endorsement and likeness. Uh, so that can change some stuff. Where the heck was this when I was in college? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have right. had a sheet sponsorship. You you might have had a sheet sponsorship. Sheets, um, bamboo bar. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Other stuff. It would have been dope. But yeah, guys, we'll, we'll make it quick. There's not a whole bunch of news-wise, so that's about that. Gary, do you want to start this off? Uh, we'll talk and we'll let you take the reins here. Discuss how you tend to go in and what you like to go into uh, a standard redraft league with your planned uh, approach. So, I mean, for me, it's pretty simple because a lot of my redraft... Like, I don't really like doing uh, redraft leagues that aren't with people that I know. Like, I like to do them with people that I'm friends with. It's just a little bit more fun, I think. There's a little more bragging rights to it. Um, But, like, when I'm going into those, I know that there's a lot of people that they like to take the first few picks. And I'm pretty cool with kind of being back at 11 and 12. 
Um, and a lot of our redraft leagues, we do snake drafts. So once you're at 12, you get the, the, the pick twice almost. Um, so I like to stick back towards 12. Um, sometimes I think there's other bigger leagues too. Yeah, there's all 14 and 16, um, but we uh, but I, I like we st- generally stay at 12. We, our, our league's 12. Um, I, I like to stay back there. Um, kind of see how the board falls because you're going to see the first few picks going to be like Zeke. You're going to see Saquon, CMC off the board. Um, then you might get a couple guys who don't really pay attention to fantasy football and go, hey, I want Patrick Mahomes at 7. Give me Josh Allen at 9. Yeah, so which will happen. Give, give me Darren Waller at 11. Yeah, so a lot like a lot of the big names are going to go off the board who shouldn't go that high. Um, only for the fact that, oh, I like, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan, so I'm going to draft Aaron Rodgers. Or I'm a Josh Allen fan, which is going to happen hey, in a Buffalo next league. time just add him. Hi, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'll get a player at 12 like Tyreek Hill. Um, sometimes players that should go in the top five fall to 12. So I like to see that. Uh, I tend to go, like if I go receiver, my next pick will be running back. Um, I like to balance out my roster because I don't really w- want to be Heavy at one position. Sometimes it happens, depending on the board falls, um, but I prefer to be kind of balanced and have a balanced attack. Um, it makes it easier for roster shuff- shuffling for me. I don't want to try to have to trade every single week or use the waiver wire because uh, I don't have a running back one. I'm using RB3s uh, or vice versa with receivers. So I like to go wide receiver running back, and then my third and fourth round I'll do the same thing. So I already have my starting two receivers, starting two running backs, and then I'll start looking at, uh, like, round five is where you might you might be able to start looking at quarterbacks, tight ends kind of thing. Um, but I don't want to go quarterback or tight end any sooner than that. Even though I did take a gamble on Lamar Jackson last year. I did, did it pay it. off? Yes and no. I mean, it wasn't like um, he was the MVP that he was. I, was. I was hoping that maybe he would kind of have flashes like that, and he didn't. Um, but I won't be doing that again in the future. I, I just like to uh, sometimes take those risks because in the, in the past I wasn't very risky and it didn't pay off. Um, so you got to be risking it to get the biscuit. Sometimes. Oh. Don't don't be too uh, don't be too risky. Don't be taking Pat Mahomes at one. You know what I mean? But interesting. Um, I mean, I tend to go a little bit different than you. Yeah. Uh, this is courtesy of Joe Pizapia, where I really I, I kind of always had the strategy. But Joe helped along looking at what the best available player at a position is instead of having to force need on a team. Um, I'm someone very much so who, my, honestly, my first five to six rounds, I'm planning on going running back receiver in no specific direction. Right. Um, I could end up in that first six with four running backs and two receivers if the board falls right. Because at the end of the day, if injuries hit, if... If I'm sitting there at the fourth round and maybe Joe Mixon's in the fourth, I, I mean, theoretically, because Joe Mixon's not going to be a fourth round pick. Right, right, right. But, okay, let's say third round, I've already gone running back, running back, but Joe Mixon's there in the third. Okay, I might have to go Joe Mixon again in the third because that's just one of those things that's too good to really jump and, yeah. and, and give up on. Yeah, my receivers might not be as strong, but if I can go, I don't know, um, Derrick Henry... Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty set and comfortable thinking I'm going to have two of the top twelve running backs there. Yeah, I mean, 
the way for me, um, like I know you want to take the best player, but like I, because we do obviously a ton of homework on rookies. Um, sometimes I will be willing to. T- so like if I'm like okay, I have a running back, I have a receiver. My next position I want to do is either running back or receiver. I'll take the best available at that position if that makes sense. So like, uh, I don't know. You're, you, but I guess it's the, the difference we're looking is you're still looking to fill a specific need. Right, right. I'm more fluid with what I'm looking. Which and the reason I do that is because, like, I I'm. I personally tend to hit on my rookie picks a lot. Oh, so do I. But it, to me, it makes it even better. And I guess that's where I am where I am with it is mm-hmm. if I go six picks in the first six rounds and I'm hitting on my six picks, Right. but I might be where you might go first four running back, receiver, running back, receiver. Yeah. I might go three and three receiver, running back. And then I, it, I'm out, honestly famous for going seven, eight, or eight, nine, mm-hmm. quarterback, quarterback. So right. I have two low... QB ones that I like to think have the upside to be a top mm. five guy, um, and then I'll generally wait on the tight end unless something like drops that shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Because at that situation, I've done it two or three times in, in the league I'm in with you. Mm-hmm. I can trade up a bottom, an eighth, ninth, or tenth tight end that I might have on my roster mm-hmm. with one of those top six picks because I hit on a rookie right. to get. Darren Waller or TJ Hawkinson, where they're still getting back a tight end, they're getting an instant add-on to their roster, mm-hmm. but I'm bolstering my big position of need. Yeah, and like, um, where I'm filling out my roster, uh, like I said before, like I'm okay with the taking the need because, like, especially last year, like I hit on Jalen Hurts, I hit on T. Higgins, I hit on Brandon Ayuk, you know what I mean? And I grabbed all those guys, like, super late because it's like nobody's taking rookies until the last couple rounds, you know? So I like, I don't mind sometimes um, taking the best available at position if I want to fill out receiver, running back, receiver, running back, tight end, quarterback, whatever I'm looking at when the board falls that way. Um, That's just the way I like to do it because I like I know for a fact I'll hit on at least one or two rookies, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I mean that's the thing I guess to me though. Is I you and I are the same with hitting on rookies where it doesn't have to be we're gonna hit on Jamar Chase in the or, sixth yeah, round. Yeah, or like Trevor Lawrence. You know? We're we're talking we're gonna hit on Amari Rogers in the fourteenth right. round. Ramon J. Stevenson possibly Alvin even in the, Kamara. Even in the agency. Alvin Kamara was a guy a couple years ago, and I think I said it on the show already. In in our redraft league before you got in it when you were still in college, I scooped Kamara in the seventeenth. And yeah, I mean, Gainwell's going to be there probably. Yeah, Gainwell's going to have an option. It's, it's guys like that. Watching your depth charts, being able to see that. Um, you could handcuff uh, a Miles Sanders owner with Gainwell, and Gainwell's going to get a lot of the passing reps. Yes. Um, It'll almost be like a Chase Edmonds and um, Kenny Drake sitch. Originally, yes. I see. Chase Edmonds, now you're looking more right. Edmonds, Connors. And I watched somebody in a fantasy league I'm in, or a fantasy um, Facebook group I'm in. Asked the other day about trading James Conner and like a top flight receiver for Sammy Watkins and Joe Mixon. Like the top flight receiver was just heads in a way better than than Mixon and Watkins together. And it's like, dude, no, just just no. Um, but it's it's wild. I mean, you have people who will sit there 
I guess what I'd say with, with with strategy, don't be the guy who takes two quarterbacks in the first five rounds. Right, right. Don't you're you're going to hit on Ryan Tannehill still later in the draft. Yeah, and you know Ryan I mean? Tannehill is going to be enough to supplement a team. I mean, sometimes even Fitzpatrick, you can... But, but that's during. it. I mean, you, I mean, to be fair, last year, if I had not made one trade... Right, you were still... I would have been deep in the playoffs without mm-hmm. making that one trade. And I still went a second round of the playoffs against you guys... Mm-hmm. With Derek Carr, because the rest of my roster was that strong. And that's where I've always kind of bolstered that is I had built such a strong team last year. I think I had Hawk as my tight end. Um, I I mean, the weakest part of my team was – the weakest part of my team was wide receiver after my initial receiver having digs. And that's because I lost three of my first four-round picks to injury – Traded Deshaun Watson the week before Dak Prescott blows his leg apart, and then continued to limp into the playoffs with Derek Carr, right. Mitch Trubisky, yes, Mitch Trubisky, and other retreads. I think weakness wise, I was hurting at RB two because I didn't hit on Jonathan Taylor till late. He didn't start taking a lot of carries, and then I had Chase Edmonds as my flex, so I had to start playing Edmonds and JT every week. Because I believe I was also an Eckler owner. I don't remember if it was yep. our league. Um, and obviously I Eckler. believe. Oh uh, no, you weren't. You weren't. I thought I had Frank. Frank D had. I Eckler. had one more running back. I thought you definitely had one more. Um, um, were you a Mixon owner in that league? No, I don't think so. I'd have. To, I don't. I don't even know if the league or the team is still up. But I could. I'm sure we could. Find I know it off I was there. weak at running back too, and then towards the playoffs, I started hanging some points up because JT started, you know, hanging, hanging those yards and points, and then I started getting hit on Edmonds and. Darren Waller's going for 30 points, you know. But it, it's it's one of those funny things. You see these guys do it every year. First and foremost, do not be a guy, if you're listening to this, if you're new to, to fantasy, even if you're a couple years in and think this is the way to do it, do not build a team where your first nine picks are your first nine starters. You don't need a kicker in the ninth round. You right. don't even need a defense Sometimes in the ninth round. Sometimes I don't even draft a kicker, and I'll just play one off the waiver wire. Eventually. I, I had a the one year... And one of my bigger dollar leagues, uh, the one I co-owned with Jared. Mm-hmm. We were looking, in the, in the way that the guys were drafting, there was just so much talent. We had a dude take a defense in, like, the fourth round last year in our league, I'm pretty sure. Frank? It might have been No, Frank. it wasn't Frank. I know who you're talking about. I don't remember who it was. But Frank Frank took a defense in at least the seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things, man, and people just uh, well, I need it. Yeah, you need it. But the difference between the perceived number one defense and perceived number three defense mm-hmm. in terms of fantasy, unless we're talking the 2000 Baltimore Ravens, is not going to be that huge. And chances are the guy who's are projected to be number one are not going to be number one by the end of the year. And, like, look at last year, how many times your defense was getting you zero or negative points just because last year... Because it was it, such a high-scoring right. year. And that's it. So at that point, you literally drafted a seventh-round pick that you could have had as a starting player... To hope they weren't going to get you zero points or negative one points. It's it's the way the league's going. It's the way everything happens. And it's funny because a lot of leagues now are moving towards abolishing de- team defense and kickers. Yeah, right. I mean, sometimes, um, like, to me, like, I don't like it when kickers win you games in fantasy. I mean, if a kicker can win me a game on Monday night, thanks, man. I owe you one. But I never want to be in that situation. Right. I want the kicker to be there to be, I have 10 points to start, kind of like the defense, and that's it. I expect the kicker to give me 10. I'm not sitting here expecting 
Matt Prater to give me 22 points like he has in the past. I'm right. not expecting that out of Jason Sanders from Miami. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting him to hit a couple field goals. Maybe they'll just start doing mandatory two QB leagues and replace the kicker. Uh, I've I've seen I've seen teams go wipe the kicker, wipe the defense. Add a receiver, so you run three receivers, mm-hmm. and add a second flex. So you still start two players. You're much deeper in terms of what you're drafting. I'd prefer a second flex. That'd be so awesome. It's It gets to be tough, but it's something... Here's a, here's a thing. Do you like having a running back or receiver in your flex? Depends on what I have. I would prefer receiver, especially because I think nine of my ten leagues are... PPR leagues, yeah. and that receiver's always going to, for the most part, get you more points unless you have Austin Eckler, J.D. McKissick. That type of running back, I'll gladly flex. Mm-hmm. But chances are if I have, like, Damian Harris and I'm flexing him, it's because I am screwed. The only time I'll flex if I would, the only time I would flex, um, like, a running back is if it's a pass-catching running back, and I know yes. my third receiver or fourth receiver is not Gonna get me ten points, or doesn't have a good matchup, mm-hmm. or maybe he's dealing with an injury, or if I I'm, I'm sooner like bye week issue. I'm sooner going to start on tight end two in my flex mm-hmm. than I am a standard one dimensional running back. Right? Yeah, you're not gonna. But super flex you're, leagues, you're not gonna have Singletary in the in the flex, you know. No, but that's it. That's it. Is there, there's there's a lot of ways to go about it, a lot of things to figure out to try to go about it. One of those, one of those weird situations where you just you have to understand: don't overvalue your quarterbacks. And by that, I mean round f- round four, five, six, or where quarterbacks should really start coming off the board. Right. And you're if you're gonna take one, okay, end of round two maybe. But there's always that one knucklehead, ninety nine percent of your leagues that's gonna go. Yeah, uh, I have the tenth pick, Patrick Mahomes. It is. And guess where they finish? Not well. <laughs> But that's it, because you've now given up. And I guess this, this is where I've been at with you, Gary. When you look at average points, if you look at your top 12 quarterbacks, like, yeah, Pat Mahomes gets a lot of points. However, if you're average from quarterback 3 to 12, those quarterbacks are 10 points apart average-wise each. And then Mahomes and Josh Allen are your top two guys. They're going to skew that. So mm-hmm. quarterbacks 3 to eight, 9 might be all on the same value weight level. Okay, that means that I just need to try to grab maybe two quarterbacks at 7 and 10 with higher upside, play matchups. And that's a big thing, too. you got to be able to start understanding when you're after you've drafted how to read your matchups. Right. It is not just a clear cut and dry of, yeah, I drafted this team. Uh, you don't want to play like Seattle's defense. You know what I mean? No, and but that well, you want to play your people against Seattle's defense. Yes, against, but you but know, yeah, it's it, like oh, the Chiefs are playing Seattle. Maybe I don't play their defense. Yeah, and that's it. And that's where the whole defense thing comes down as well. Is I might actually carry two defenses throughout the year, and that'll be discovered once everything's said and done. If if some of my bench players don't pan out. Mm-hmm. But I'll carry two of them that are mid-pack defenses, and I will stream defenses on, okay, well, since he might be a top-five defense this week, but they're playing so-and-so. I had I had a a predicament with T.Y. this year because... Um, Against Houston? Well, every time I played him, he put up a goose egg, and then when I benched him, he would go off. And then I knew if I would drop him, 
your dad would pick him up and then he would go sick crazy and I would look stupid. So I kept him on my bench and then I'm like, okay, I'll play him this week. He's got a good matchup. I think the first game he played Houston, he throws up like double digit points. And I'm like, oh, sweet. I have a, I had a good matchup. Um, and I think it was right before the playoffs. Um, and then he plays him again in Gusick. I'm like, yeah. you got to be kidding. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Uh, they played Houston, Tennessee, Houston. I think last year mm-hmm. it was like three back to back very strong matchups for for Hilton, and he he smoked them to the tune of 27 points. I think in our league that first mm-hmm. game, I think it was like two touchdowns, uh, like 120 yards or something. He's my, he's on my no touch list. Same with Carryon Johnson. Dude, so. it's it's wild. Um, Carryon, I don't think you have to worry about touching anything because I don't think Carryon's going to see touches. But no. I think didn't he get cut? Uh, he got waived and he's in Philly now. Um, just got news that one of our friends might have uh, just become a father. So congratulations on that. Which friend? Uh, I think Ferris might have had his Ferris wife might have had the baby today. Oh, I didn't Shout even, out to I didn't former guest of the show, Ferris. Congratulations. Um, but no, it's uh, it's 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 one of those weird things where you and, and it. I think where I've become such a good drafter. If you've never done this and you're listening, get yourself into a live league. Mm-hmm. It's easy to sit there and think you got it all controlled under auto pick on on the computer, and yep, I'm clicking a button. It is a whole different man's game yeah, and at a live draft when you have 9 to 11 people just shit-talking you during every pick you make. Right, and like ours is pretty fun because the, the whole time it's just a bunch of dudes having a good time. Bunch of dudes being dudes. And we cheat, we kind of, not that we cheat, but we we have booze flowing, so some of these guys are going to make the, the wrong yeah, but, pick. I mean, I mean, every I think most leagues that do that would yeah. have booze flowing, and that is, it's... It's. I would. I would say also like, get in some like mock drafts, do a couple mock drafts, see how our boards are falling. Um, sleeper, sleeper app for fantasy football. Even if you're not using them for a league, sleeper has the ability to go and use a mock draft where you can click into one specific position. Mm-hmm. And you can see how roughly boards are falling, and you can craft it out of certain things. So, like, let's say your league goes, hey, we're picking ahead of time. You have the seventh pick. You can run Sleeper and do it as many times a day as you want to kind of craft your perfect team out of seven and know how things should fall for you. You know what's funny, though, is I think both of us, in our free league, in our, like, cheap $10 league that we did last year, (laughs) I think we were trash. And it's because the free league, I'm pretty sure I finished dead last, and then... The uh, ten dollar. Yeah, league. if there's not money in the line, I don't care first and foremost. But that ten dollar league had buco quarterback points and weird reception rules, and, the and somehow my score like, just my score five. just kept uh, <laughs> changing on me. That was weird. The playoffs um, were like week five. <laughs> the the play playoffs out. were week ten, I and I thought for sure like I was gone. I was in eleven of twelve, and every team made the playoffs, and I don't know how. Um, but I always pe- do bad in the free or cheap league. People who were in that league with us, I was in the league with them for years, mm-hmm. and I purposely was in that league because every year I was in that league, I won money. You know why? Uh, so I have twelve teams, 
I would say a solid nine of twelve teams like to indulge in the devil's lettuce, <laughs> which is great and all until you're at about round five after your seventeenth one hit, and the entire league is on a lean. And I'm the only sober head there. Might have had a couple beers, but I'm not on that level they are. Right. And they're starting to draft people who retired two years ago, and I'm just picking players. Up. Yeah, let me, let me draft Jay Cutler in the first. Yeah, <laughs> but that but that was. Dude, the one year, dude got in the league, never had been in the league. <laughs> I just, I, shout out to you, Charles. He <laughs> gets in the league. It was the year, I think it was the year before Dallas got Zeke. And they had Alfred Morris. Mm-hmm. And Alfred Morris wasn't even the starting back there. I mean, it was Julius Randle. And, like, they had just signed him. They had, like, there was no big news on him. And the dude walks up in the third round, and he's like, I got y'all beat. I got y'all beat. And he slaps an Alfred Morris sticker on the board. And I pert near fell off my fucking chair. Because I'm like, dude. Alfred Moore's like, I know it. I'm like, you know what? How to lose a league? Mm-hmm. Guy didn't even see carries that year. And I was like, dude, that was your third round pick. Like, those are the guys that you, like, you're excited. Obviously, not every one of those leagues is going to be this way. Some of you guys are going to get to the points where you're like, oh, I'm playing with really competitive people. Most of my leagues now are against very competitive people. Right. But that's it. I can still hold my own against competitive people. Know how to do your stuff. Dynasty leagues are fun against competitive people because... I got mine last year. We had a, a plethora of injuries. Fell to the bottom of the league, and I walked in with the most free agent money and wiped the entire free agency on it. I still have to fill my dynasty league. You still got open spots? Like three. Oh, I'd, I'd wait to see how rosters shake out and who comes out of the woodwork there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's about it. Gary, do you have anything else you want to say about how you... Uh... No, I mean, like, giving my secrets away... So hopefully none of our friends listen. Well, I hope they do. Hope they do. Come try to beat me. Come try to beat me. Uh, I think I'm good as well, guys. This is something I've preached for a while. We'll eventually have Joe Pizapia on to talk more about his ideology, how he runs his stuff. Uh, we are still planning on getting the Black Book to do a giveaway. Probably going to do that close to the end of July here. Um, but... If you enjoyed it, if you listened, thank you very much. Continue to listen. Hopefully, you guys are key to our success. You keep killing it number-wise. And until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. I'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys.